Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi, everyone. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and welcome to The Visual Workplace, our weekly radio show on letting the workplace speak. I'm really glad you've joined us. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living dynamic landscape of work through visual devices and visual systems, how to install the language of our current operational system, that level of excellence that we're currently at, how to install it into the production floor, into the healthcare unit, into the engineering office, into the open pit mine, into any workplace at all. When we make that level concrete and specific, and we do that through devices, through physical devices, they're called visual devices or visual solutions, we can see how we think because That thinking is captured in the physicality of those devices in the mechanics. And we can predict how that thinking will function. In fact, we see it function because we've captured it. This is the visual workplace. This is making the workplace speak through these devices. And why do we bother? We bother for the remarkable bottom line benefits, 15 to 30% increase in productivity, Improve safety, better quality, aligned delivery time, shrinking costs, safety, 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 and also the splendid cultural benefits, cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged workforce on all levels, creating the language of these devices, creating a vocabulary, a language, an improvement language, a common improvement language in the work area, in the company, and across sites, down the supply chain. And you know what else? We bother because we enjoy ourselves at work. Because when we harness the power of visuality, we are directly attacking information deficits in the workplace, the missing information that causes so much struggle, so many mistakes, so much kind of tragic, heart-aching loss. And just the, the hassle of going to work and being at work and trying to get your work done, that evaporates. Information deficits in the workplace is, they are invisible because they're deficits and yet they are powerful, powerful causes of our struggle and powerful causes of our negative KPIs are measures that are going the wrong direction. If you look closely, whether or not it's the question to the where, it's the answer to the where question, where are things, where's my material, where's the work order, where are the supplies, where's my supervisor, whether it's that gross level of information deficit or very refined level where one attribute is talking to another attribute in a pokey oak device. We make this visual, we make the information visual, we surface it and we make it, when, we, when I say we make it visual, we make it physical, we turn it into a device. To which I say, oh wonderful, 
the enterprise becomes increasingly conscious, self-moving, self-explaining, self-regulating, self-improving, and us too. And us too. Or I should say, and we too. We become self-regulating, self-explaining, self-improving. This is the Visual Workplace, so welcome. Welcome to our show. And this is, as always, a call-in show. (laughs) And the call-in number is 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. Or you can email us at radio at visualworkplace.com, radio at visualworkplace.com, or visit us on our website, visualworkplace.com. There are lots and lots of things there. Lots of things. I'm going to move rather quickly through our calendar. I want to remind you that next week I will be in Boston doing a visual workplace, a visual thinking seminar along with a visual site assessment. This isn't just walking around a plant. This is learning how to assess a plant against a very specific visual workplace protocol and how to see what's not there, essentially, is the way I like to shorthand it. How to see what's not there, those information deficits, and to gauge the impact, and then to understand not just what you can do or what you could do, but what is the most important step forward in terms of your visual functionality. Not just everything, but the right move, the right step for the plant that we are visiting, that we are assessing. So we'll be doing that under the auspices of the great Joe Rizzo at the New England AME Consortium. He's heading that up and doing a really wonderful job. Uh, And you can uh, register online through our website or contact Joe at AME New England Lean Consortium. Uh, if you uh, want to call us directly on that, call us at 503-233-1784. Those are our offices, and we can put you right in touch with Joe if, if that's what you want. And I'm doing uh, many other public seminars as well. I'm also doing on-site visual displays, another masterclass training of trainers in Pennsylvania. I'm very excited about that one. That one we're going to be attacking a specific area and bringing it to a showcase level um, through operators substantially within the first week. Um, that happens to be a goal that this particular company is has been challenged with and they're, they're pulling out all the stops and going for the learning and the application at the same time, the master class. We are uh, also going to Minnesota in April, April 12th and 13th. We're going to Iowa, but I believe that registration is closed. We'll be there in... Um, on April 7th and 8th, doing displays a few days before then, wonderful visual displays of getting your supervisors on board, which is what we'll be talking about much more today. We'll be in New Mexico April 26th, 27th. All of this is on our website, on our calendar, and I'll be in England in the month of May uh, doing public seminars and also a keynote. So we hope that you join us somewhere. Be lovely to meet you. Please tell me that you listen to the show if we should meet. That always makes me very happy, <laughs> as you can imagine. And uh, I don't know, I'll give you a, a hug if you do. <laughs> That's about all I can offer legitimately, but I'll be happier than my hug. So uh, thank you very much. And thank you very much, my loyal listeners. You've been listening for years, and there's about 70,000 people who listen every month worldwide. We're very pleased. 
So today we conclude our mini-series, our docudrama on getting supervisors on board so they stay on board, how to and why to, not just taking on new tasks like monitoring the KPIs or running a Kaizen Blitz. That's a start. But we're also talking about making that a contribution, and that takes a little bit more effort. So we're going to begin this. Uh, I'm sorry, we're going to begin to finalize this, to end this, to conclude this is what I really meant to say. You know, and you're probably thinking, so I'm beginning now this week's show. If you've committed to a new operational vision, there's a lot that's about to change, including the role of your supervisors. There are many, many ways that your supervisors can contribute. Are you taking full advantage of that? Don't underestimate this opportunity. And I'm using as a main tool for the development of supervisors a tool that looks like it's something else, your 5S Visual Blitz. There's a simple, fairly simple, I think it's simple, five-step process for onboarding supervisors and so that they begin to see the operator-driven blitz is more than a task. It is a first-rate opportunity for them to grow as leaders, for them to monetize the operator participation, and while doing that, to grow as people and as leaders. Mm? Each blitz can contribute to the corporate intent in the work area and for the company, but you must prepare your supervisors to take advantage. It isn't just throw it over the wall, here, run a blitz. You lose the opportunity if you do. You get something, but in my book, you don't get enough. And you're probably thinking right now, wait a minute, not in my company. Our supervisors are running around all day. They don't have time to do a fancy blitz. Yes, it's true Many, many, in many, many companies. It's true, <clears throat> I don't want to say everywhere, but it's true, widely true, that time is the first barrier. It's a perceived barrier. It's a real barrier. In some cases, it's very, very real. But in other cases, it's a myth, needs to be examined. It's a habit. It's a convention. So if you've been listening in, you know the basics of our current discussion. The supervisory tradition means, I should say, the traditional supervisor holds the scene together. They keep the farm running day by day. They keep doing all those tiny tasks and some big ones. Big ones like getting results made up of those tiny tasks. Hitting the delivery on time, chasing down quality issues. Ensuring the material shows up and the right material. Going to endless meetings, planning meetings, replanning meetings. Fixed and firm schedule has just been changed. Find out what's wrong. Make your report. Do the paperwork. And I want to say in this regard, I am primarily talking about manufacturing. It's a little different in healthcare. It's a little different in offices. And I'm sure it's a little different in your company as well. But in all cases, even though I'll be talking through a manufacturing window, 
many companies are slugging it out, whatever the venue. That's the way it is in companies that have not yet made the shift to what's called the new way, the new operational excellence. I shorthand it by calling it the new excellence. In those settings, supervisors are the glue that hold the whole shebang together. And they are very good at what they do and they keep getting better and better for one thing, at one thing, this one thing, firefighting. Resourceful, clever, savvy, they know the lay of the land and they master it. That's their job. In fact, their job and the company depend on it. It's that important, the glue. But in the new excellence, the new definition of, a, of success, a successful company, that turns out to be a little lopsided. So let's slide into our first break now. We've got our foot firmly on the path of today's show, and we will continue the discussion when you get back. I'll be here. See you in a minute. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you're listening to the visual workplace work that makes sense with dr gwendolyn galsworth if you have a question or comment about today's program please call 1-866-472-5790 that's toll free 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hi, this is Gwendolyn, and welcome to the second part of our show today at the Visual Workplace. We're really glad that you joined us. Just before the break, we were talking about this new definition of a successful company. And, you know, when we begin to adopt that new definition, you can be sure that just before then things have been a little lopsided, a little out of balance. Supervisors running around, firefighting, being resourceful, holding the whole thing together, the glue. This out of balanced approach is a deprived approach. The company is deprived of the other sides or facets of their supervisors. And the supervisors are deprived of that as well. They become one-note Johnnies. There's little room for growth. 
and where there's little room for growth, there's little room for improvement and the enjoyment of improvement. Improvement professionally, growing in one's job, and improvement personally, the satisfaction of making a contribution, being a colleague, pacing oneself, growing as a human being. And you know, sometimes when lean comes along, it gets worse in a manner of speaking because lean is about critical path and pull and management is going to take my buffer away. I'm a supervisor, going to take my buffer my buffer away, going to take away my secret stash of just-in-case parts. Darn it. I thought this was supposed to be improvement. Things have just gotten harder. I'm supposed to do the same with less. Oh, no, no, I got that wrong. I, as a supervisor, am supposed to do more with less. Ha! All of a sudden, people around me think that hoarding parts is a waste. When did that happen? Hoarding parts is tying up money, tying up inventory. Wait a minute. I've been working here for 31 and a half years. Whose idea is this anyway? Supervisors feel shut out. They don't know where they fit in. They don't know what's expected of them. They don't know how to be nicer, (laughs) more politically correct, more aligned. And then they're thrown into a blitz. We're going to be talking about the blitz today as a major opportunity for developing your supervisors. Do not throw it away by just say, go out and do it or go out and supervise a blitz because we're going to be asking supervisors to do the opposite. We're going to say, do not supervise the blitz. In general, supervisors are the forgotten minority in the workplace. Yes, they have some privileges, but those privileges are not growth-oriented. They are control-oriented. They are hypervigilance-oriented. The traditional model of supervisor makes the supervisor dependent on fairly draconian ways of getting his work done, getting her work done. And I'll tell you, it's embedded in so many in companies so deeply that it's hard for them or the supervisor to imagine a way to crack that code, to dispel that myth, to upset the delicate balance that's called getting through the day or getting through the end of the month. The scene is unstable, they know it, but it's their scene, it's the devil they know. And they don't want to trade it in. Nobody wants to. So there's a lot of inertia. I wouldn't call it resistance. Resistance is much more knowledgeable. You know what you're pushing back against. Inertia is you kind of like things the way they are because you know them, and that's what's carrying you. What is the instability about? And this will bring us to visuality so you can see the connection between the importance of the blitz the supervisor growth, and the growth of the enterprise. A great deal of stability in the workplace is related to the fact that information is hidden. Hidden because, well, maybe it's not where you think it should be or where you want it when you need it. But also hidden because sometimes people simply don't know. Or if they do know, they don't share. 
Well, welcome to the world of information deficits, the world of missing answers, the world that only visuality can resurrect, bring back to life. There is simply no other solution. Lean doesn't do this. Six Sigma, of course it doesn't. It's a completely different, has a completely different purpose. It's a different shovel. But, in fact, the minutiae of every day is largely composed of missing information. That's why we have so much struggle. So today I want to complete our discussion of the five steps or the stepping stones for harnessing the power of the supervisory position and utilizing it to actually create a new pathway. And I will integrate into that some discussion of information deficits, of course. But mostly we're going to focus on developing the supervisor and transforming the traditional role for supervisor into one that is more aligned, more aligned with the new excellence, continuous improvement, operator involvement, lean visual, more aligned. This is the beginning of the transformation And once again, I know many, many companies use the blitz, but they use it more to get a result from the blitz rather than using the blitz itself as an opportunity for growth and improvement for the people who are conducting it. Many companies notice, of course, their operators come more on board. You give operators a chance to invent and contribute and implement, to think, and to be recognized for their thinking. But I've seen far too many blitzes being conducted through supervisors, with supervisors using the same tools they use to supervise the production floor, the production line, they bring it to the blitz. And it is an unworkable combination. I mean, you get benefit because, you know what, I'm an associate, you're the supervisor, you're the one in power, I have to do as you say, or I'm going to put my job in jeopardy. So you'll get something out of me. But how do we bring the same kind of visionary or transformative window, opportunity to supervisors as we present to operators? And I'll tell you, Even the one that we present to operators is very um, constrained. It is not wide enough. My view of the Blitz, and by the way, my friends in Holland call it the Viva because they have a national allergy to the term Blitz. My view of the Blitz may be a bit different than yours. It is a way for operators to make a contribution. It is a way for companies to concentrate on improving a work area, a segment of the value stream, a corner of the plant, a function. And blitzes do have to begin with get rid of the junk, clear out the clutter, clean up and set things in order if that's the state of the physical environment, the rudiments of 5S. You organize a great swarm and attack the grossest forms of waste. Yes, that's very useful. Plug that in, load that app. But I see something else. I see the Blitz as an opportunity, I'll say it now for the third time, to develop supervisors. Get them on board, keep them on board, groom them, use the Blitz to shift their job description. 
It's a half-baked event if you don't. It's a glorious growth platform if you do. Platform for turning your supervisors into supervisors plus, supervisors plus, and then to leaders of improvement. I have sung this song very many times with you that the true role for supervisors, managers, managers, and executives is to become leaders of improvement. This is a job description. And for operators and associates, value-add associates, it's self-leadership. They are not authorized to leave, lead others even though they can influence, but they can lead themselves instead of puddling. So, the Blitz is an early and significant opportunity. That's the picture in Enlightened Companies. The traditional ones continue as they have. As I said before, it's the devil you know. Because it is known, you know it. I know how to fire a fight. But this new stuff, yikes. They're going to leave me up the creek without a paddle. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. So I'm just going to do it the old way. So let's continue to map out how this is done. Five steps. We did one step last week. I'll summarize that in a moment. And we'll, do, we'll walk through the rest of them this week. Here are the five steps. Number one, step one, share the vision. Step two, teach the blitz. Step three, demonstrate the blitz. Step four, practice the blitz. Step five, launch the blitz under supervisors. Let your supervisors run the blitz. To some of you, that will sound like one thing, but we're separating, separating them into five elements because we are onboarding your supervisors, and the way to get them on board isn't just to say, hey, do the splits on Thursday, you've got three and a half hours. Huh? These five steps that I'm describing are quite condensed. They happen during what I call the blitz setup period. Here's what's happening in parallel. Your trainers are training operators. We're talking about manufacturing now, so we'll use the language of manufacturing. Please don't dismiss it just because it isn't the language of your company. There's much that is going to be useful here. So the vocabulary, vocabulary my vocabulary, may not match yours perfectly. Please derive, derive from it. Our blitz happens during the framework we called work that makes sense, operator-led visuality. The trainer is going through the training material, and we've made it easy for you. We've put all the training material into an online form. It's very segmented, It's very colorful, very descriptive. It's exciting. It talks about eye-driven visuality to the, super, to the operator. And the trainers walk your operator groups through that. And the trainers will run the first several blitzes. That's during the blitz setup period. In the, in the background, your supervisors are watching and learning. They do more than simply observe. They are learning the new way. They are learning from you trainers, and you're doing it by the book. There's a protocol, and you're following it. So you have 
triple tasks. You're training operators, you're running a blitz, and you're also mentoring supervisors so the supervisors have a model, you, for learning how to do it and do it right. And there are tools. I'll, I'll tell you the tools in a moment. So your very first step with your supervisors is to share the vision, to summarize, to frame out what does this opportunity look like, this first level of opportunity. What's waiting? Why will this make their job easier and more interesting? What is the improvement journey for supervisors? In our approach, we describe this in terms of leadership. Your job is going to shift. It's going to encompass more leadership activities. You're going to become a leader of improvement. We're giving you a new job description. And when we do, we give you a new identity. Let's go into our second break, and I will continue this as soon as we get back. I'll be here. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hi, it's Gwendolyn. Welcome to the third segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace. We're really glad you could join us. We are continuing our discussion about supervisors and onboarding them through the Visual Blitz. This will be the final part of this particular mini-series, and we're going to complete the steps today. We're summarizing step one which is we share the vision. This is what we have in mind for you. This is what we have in mind for the company. This is why it's important. This is where you fit in. And we make much of it, this first stepping stone. We want supervisors to get connected to a higher vision of what can happen in the company. We want them to see this as an opportunity. And we say, look, your main job 
We're going to walk through the elements of your job. We're going to introduce you to the Blitz so that it's not a mystery, so that you're not learning by the seat of your pants how it works, so you can bring the best you to it. It's going to be more about coaching. It's not going to be about supervising at all. It's going to be about preparation and coaching and listening. We'll walk you through this. You explain what coaching is. You make the difference between teaching and coaching. Teaching is when we teach, we pass on or impart new knowledge. When we coach, we help others use or apply that knowledge. You'll be a coach. You'll focus on the area's improvement vision. That's the the engine. Now, step two. Let me teach you about the blitz. Let me define it for you. Three levels. There's a macro blitz, which is the whole department shuts down, two or three hours. There's a mini blitz, small teams of people, not everyone stops work and does improvement. Or there's a micro blitz that could be just one person. And you go through this. You go through the mechanics of the blitz. You go through the what you do before the blitz begins. You go through what happens during a blitz and what happens after. And it's very simple. Before you focus the blitz, you do your homework. I'll say more about that in a moment. You ensure that the supplies are complete and are handy. During the blitz, you support people's vision. You support the tasks, the projects they want to undertake. You follow the methodology which in work that makes sense is you have to first find the loca- wh- what is the smart place for locating the things of the workplace. And then you lay down your borders, your addresses, ID labels. You begin to work on special projects that might involve color coding or developing a system of tooling that works better than shadow boards, that has more retrievability or more accountability. You work on these projects, you follow the process, and supervisors have been attending the training so they know what the process is, they support that, they work shoulder to shoulder with others, they do not walk around with their coffee cup in hand, they are not supervising, they are coaches, and they are participants. And we say during the blitz, take lots of pictures, if that works for your group, people don't mind. Take pictures, they're always fun, or take some videos. And afterwards, after your two hours, your hour and a half, or even your hour, debrief, talk about it for a moment, and figure out what your follow-up items are. This is not a newspaper. This is not an endless list of things that we didn't get done. These are small bites, small moves, small steps, small moves. And yes, they are focused through the hit list, what people plan to do. There is planning. And by the way, we have about a a 40-minute module on the visual blitz, which we use with our supervisors when we teach supervisors with our clients. And we're making it available to you for two weeks. Horatio Fairburn, our wonderful tech manager, is trying to figure out a way right now how to get it directly into the free box for all members. But if he doesn't succeed at that, and he's been working on it for a few days, 
I told him he had another six minutes. <laughs> Horatio, hooray! <laughs> if that doesn't work, then uh, send us an email and we'll send you the link. We'll just do it the old-fashioned way. But it's good 45-minute uh, module and it is, it's got some nice visual devices in it and it also teaches, takes your supervisors through what does a blitz look like. There are other pieces of it as well and I'll touch them in just a moment. But you want to correct the notion that the blitz is a by the seat of your pants, throw it over the wall thing that supervisors have to do and have to be successful with. No, we want to prepare them. We teach them the blitz. We share the vision. This is what, what this means for you. This is what it means for us. And this is how it's done. This is the protocol. Hmm? So that this can be a growth opportunity and we're not constantly just using the past to move into the future. We've got something new. We change the cause and we get a better effect, a better result. We change the role of supervisors. Even though the blitz remains eye-driven, the supervisor is the coach, and we give them tools. So that's step two. We teach the blitz. And to anchor the blitz, because step three is going to be to demonstrate it. That means I, as the trainer, am going to do it. You're going to be watching me, and I'm probably going to do this three or four times. And each time it's over, we'll debrief. Even if you do it twice, you do it by the book. The supervisor is prepared to learn from you, debrief, get the questions answered. The training, this step two, teach the blitz, has two parts. One is the mechanics. And the second one, that's the kind of outward purpose of the blitz, the mechanics, the second one is to help supervisors grow. And they have to grow in two ways. They have to develop a kind of set of interpersonal skills. And they also have to understand eye-driven so they don't get in the way so that the blitz does not become a supervisory event instead of an eye-driven event where operators are growing, learning, thinking, contributing because they understand, because they have found information deficits, because they have tracked their motion moving without working, our major measure, our major metric, motion. They are becoming visual thinkers. And the face of the area, the work area, is changing so supervisors need to align with that. They need to understand eye-driven. They, un they need to understand that during a blitz, they're not going to be supervising. We have a little card we give to them. I'll read it off in just a moment. But they also have to, in some cases, develop some interpersonal skills. They go hand in hand. <laughs> Coaching skills and interpersonal skills. You teach the mechanics of the blitz, the protocol, but you also teach the coaching skills and the interpersonal skills. And we do it when I'm around or when you're around. We do it through some role-playing, 
sometimes in the front of the room, depending on the courage of the supervisor, but we give them a chance to practice new words. Words like, thank you, or words that explain before we begin, words that don't sound like orders. I'm not saying that your all your supervisors are like this, but some of the, you know, some supervisors, and you know who you are, you're pretty crusty. You don't, you, you don't only not take no for an answer. You don't take anything for an answer. You just kind of dictate. You're the dictator. You come with a mustache, man or woman. Got a little mustache. And your arm is up and you are pointing at people, telling them what to do. You're under a tremendous amount of pressure. There's no fault here. But that particular style doesn't really develop people's willingness to come out and to take chances. They'll obey you. So we we do some interpersonal skill building, which is really, really nice. And that skill building uh, has to do with being friendlier. So let me put those together in a list of seven simple to-dos. We put this on a little card with a little red baseball cap that says coach little card that the supervisor has on his or her belt. And it says, be prepared, be friendly. You're going to be friendlier if you're really ready for the blitz. So be prepared, be friendly. Don't supervise. That's number two. Don't supervise. Three is work shoulder to shoulder. Pick up a task and do something yourself. Don't walk around with a coffee cup in your hand and don't sit at your desk doing your paperwork. Number four is listen. Number five, so important. When you're asked a question, respond with a question. Respond to questions with a question. Well, what do you think? How would you do that? What does that mean to you? Open-ended questions that sends the message, I'm not here to supply your answers. I'm here to support your growth. That's what we're doing there. Respond to questions with questions. Number six, remember the blitz is I-driven. That's what this whole sequence is about when you're coaching. It's I-driven. So what the operator thinks and feels, what matters to the operator is the platform. You can coach it into better outcomes for the company or for the super for the operator, but you can't Make them do it, and you can't tell them to do it. You can say, hmm, I, wow, I really love what you said. You know, and I'm just wondering. I'm wondering about this little thing right here. I wonder where that fits in. And you point to something in the physical plant saying, see this, this, this. This is that problem you were talking about the other day, this pile. Maybe it's a pile of scrap. Maybe it's a pile of... Um, lost material that was finally found. But you're coaching, you're being oblique, you're being indirect, you're not telling. You're responding to questions with questions. And we repeat number two, and we say again, don't supervise. You may be framing the, the, the blitz, prepping for the blitz, running the blitz, but you're not supervising it. And so we walk through that, and we do that during this phase, this step two, very heavy duty step two, lots of stuff's happening there. You're teaching the blitz. 
So when we come back from our next and final break, I'm going to walk you through two more of the little cards that we give out to supervisors, a front and a back that's ready, set, and the ready, set, and go. I'll be here when you get back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hi, it's Gwendolyn. Welcome to the third part of our show today at the Visual Workplace. Actually, this is the fourth part. It's our third break. This is the final section where I will bring to a kind of conclusion our walk through the five steps to get your supervisors on board in a different, in a more robust way with the Blitz. So just before the break, we talked about the importance of giving supervisors a chance to practice the coaching framework, to understand what coaching is, to understand that that's listening, that's looking for an opportunity to intervene very carefully, to watch your words so that in the case of visuality, the blitz is always eye-driven. You don't usurp someone else's authority. You respond to questions with questions. You work shoulder to shoulder. You don't supervise. You're approachable. You're friendly. You don't supervise. You support the eye-driven paradigm. But you also do some other things. That's during a blitz. To prepare for the blitz, so important, we call this ready, set. You find a prep buddy whether that's a visual coach or another trained supervisor, and you do your homework. That means you walk through the area and you say, what is the change that could happen, that needs to happen, that might happen during this next blitz? The blitz is in two days. You're getting ready. You're thinking about where's the opportunity here. You do your homework. You do the walkabout. You see the level of visuality. You see the level of motion, level of information deficits. And you say, ha, this is where we're at. A mini assessment. 
you go over to the the wall and find the visual workplace hit list. You see the tasks that your operators have named on this hit list that have a start, halfway done, completed columns that can be checked off or you do it with color, red, yellow, green. You look at the checklist and you see what other people what people have in mind. You might chat with your operators. Hey, what do you think you're going to do on Thursday splits? I'm thinking about this, boss, and this, and this. Oh, yeah, that sounds really good. You check supplies. You make sure that what they're thinking about is well supplied right there on the spot because you have a cart, you have a cabinet with everything available, unlocked. You plan. And the guideline that we give is not to forget about your own improvement ambitions for the work area. But to do it like this, we call it two for you, one for me. Two for you, one for me. You get two projects, I get one. You get three projects, I get one. So the two things you want to do, I completely support it. But I'm raising my hand saying, and I would also like to see this happen. I'll be working on that. I'd like to have a couple of volunteers to do it with me. So you plan that out. You do your homework. You do your walkabout. Check the hit list. Ask your supervisors. Plan it out. Two projects for them. One for me. This is what I'd like to see supported or started. Check the supplies. And you pre-monetize. You estimate the cost savings, the improved KPIs, the cultural impact before you begin the blitz. You say this blitz is going to be worth it for people who don't understand the cultural, the, the cultural value for me because I'm going to be able to prove it for my operators or I can put it into money cost savings. And then the blitz begins. This is part of learning the blitz. When the blitz begin, you welcome people. Welcome. Thanks for coming. You review. This is another mini seven-step process. Mini, mini, mini. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Number two, review. Here's where we left off the last time. Here's what we plan to do this time. So you have this bridge. And then you launch. The clock starts ticking on the blitz. It's going to be an hour and a half or two. It's not several days. You can shut down sometimes for two or three days if you're doing that kind of a blitz. But I don't particularly recommend it. For lots of reasons, you can lose a lot. And while you're doing the blitz, you're thinking about safety and building codes. You're thinking about the impact on other areas. So you're seeing things changes and maybe part of your coaching is, hey guys, I know you think that's a good place for it, but remember we need a four foot distance between that and the electrical box. Or this is going to encumber the loading of the, of the door. So you're there to kind of remind people about production functionality. And when the blitz is over, you say, okay, guys, I need you to translate for me what was today about. Let's monetize it. And they'll talk about steps saved. I saved 50 steps. They may say I saved four steps, which I'm always amazed at. I saved four steps, and they celebrate that because it's their feet, and they do it every day, day after day, month after month. So you monetize with associates. You let people brag about their victories about their breakthroughs. You name as the final step the action items, the leftovers, where we need to pick it up the next time. And if you do go back to a session room, you can show the pictures or show the videos. That's always fun. Have some pizzas, have some cookies. 
and just kind of hang out for six minutes and bring it to a proper close. We call that the arc. You arc it. There's a beginning, middle, and end. So people have gone through a complete event. It only adds a couple of minutes, but it means it's properly closed instead of rushing off to the next needs to be done. And that is step two. That is teaching the blitz. And then you trainers, as trainers, you go out and you demonstrate that. Let me show you how this is done. Let me show you how I do it. Watch me tick off all these things. I'm going to do the homework, walk around with me, look at the hit list, check with operators. I'm going to plan. I'm going to make sure the supplies are in place. I'm going to pre-monetize and watch. I'm welcoming people. I'm reviewing. Okay, let's begin. we got an hour and 16 minutes left. I go around, coach on safety and building codes and the impact. Now watch. See, I'm monetizing with others. And I'm going to wrap now, name the action items. Okay? So now the next blitz, so that's step three, demonstrate the blitz. Step four is, okay, supervisor, you run this next blitz. And I'll be nearby. I'll be your coach, your support. You won't fail. We're going to do it together, but I want you to be out front. You ready for this? You want to role play? Want to go over stuff? I'm here. Just a little. That takes what? It's a three-minute conversation saying, I'm on your side. I am your buddy. I'm your coach. And the supervisor goes through that cycle and is ready for step five. Maybe it'll take two of those. You're going to have to go through two, two cycles of blitzes as a coach, as a background support for your supervisor. And at some point, your supervisor will say, I'm ready. And you turn it over to your supervisor. You're still available for prep, debrief, and if you have time to participate as well, especially if it's a big blitz. But then you launch five simple steps. You share the vision Teach the blitz. That's number one. Share the vision. This is why we're doing it and what it is. Step two, we teach the blitz. Step three, we, you demonstrate the blitz. You teach how the blitz is done and then you demonstrate it step by step. And then you give your supervisor a chance to practice the blitz. To practice the blitz with you nearby. And then you actually launch it. So that's the story. That's how you do it. That's how you maximize the blitz. And you know what? I just got great news from Horatio. Horatio Fairburn, our great tech manager, he said it's done. So there is now, if you are currently a member of the Visual Thinkers Club, if you're a member on our website, you can go to your free box after you sign on and you will find a link to the blitz to our 45-minute session for training supervisors. I'm going to add some new pieces. But right now it's still in pretty good shape. So we don't have to you don't have to send an email, but if you are not yet a member, just become a member. You'll be directed to the free box and you'll find all kinds of goodies in there, including the blitz. We'll keep it there for two weeks. Just for two weeks. So get to it. We've promised you that we'll put surprises in there. this thing costs money you know we sell this as one of our products it's part of our subsystem you can't actually buy it by itself but (laughs) whoopee (laughs) and that's the story of the five stepping stones for getting ready for using the blitz getting 
the Blitz ready to make a contribution to your wonderful supervisors and to the corporate intent as well. Oh, how wonderful. The 5S Visual Blitz, the content is the content, but here we're talking about using our wonderful supervisors in a new way and really giving them a sense, uh, a chance to succeed, to have a real victory. Hmm? There's so much on our side. Let's reward them by treating them very, very well and getting them prepared for their next growth opportunity. I had a wonderful time with you today. I hope you did too. (laughs) This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm signing off. Let the workplace speak. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.